Hello everyone, I'd just like to welcome you to the 5th edition of Cook Talk, the official podcast of Pencook Athletic Football Club. I'm your host, Dougie Penman, and I'm delighted to be joined this week by probably our most requested guest since this all started, and probably the top of my list in getting on, it's uh, our longest, well, our longest serving player since our return in 2002, 11 seasons, 311 appearances, 61 goals, it's Ryan Gay. Ryan, how are you? Very well, Diggy. Very well. Um, run about mad, but, but good. Enjoying it. Keeping busy with RG Security. Very busy. Aye, aye. This week alone, I've been in Aberdeen, Edinburgh, Glasgow. I'm in London now, Manchester on Thursday, Dublin on Friday, and back to Edinburgh. So, busy week ahead, but uh, it's all right when you, when you enjoy it. It's not so bad. Aye, keep yourself busy. So the reason I've got you on tonight is we're going to go over your 11 years at Pennycook Athletic. Um, but before you joined us, you spent time at Hearts as a youngster, had a brief spell at Peebles and then a spell at Newton Grange, where, if you remember, you actually scored a free kick against Pennycook that stopped us getting in the Super League at the first time of asking. Then you spent uh, six years trying to get us there yourself. <laughs> I remember that well, eh? Yeah. So no, obviously uh, when I left school, I went to uh, I went I went full time Hearts. It was uh, a great time. I loved it there. Um, most of my friends now that that are that socialise with and everything are, are guys that I played with at, at Hearts, and um, so it was it was brilliant. Absolutely loved it, and it just so happened that Craig Levine moved on to Leicester City at the time about six months before my my contract was up for up for renewal, and then. Um, John Robertson came in, and I think uh, John Robertson was, was was brilliant. He was a he was a legend at the club, obviously still is. Uh, but I think he only came to watch the reserve games maybe maybe two or three times during that period. So um, so he never saw saw enough enough of me anyway. Uh, hard obviously playing in midfield as well at Hearts at that time with you Paul Hartley and guys like that that were flying, um, and they were obviously a European team season in season out. So it was very very difficult to break into that team. Um, but looking back now, it's getting released from from Hearts when I was a young lad was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Now at the time, it was you know you're thinking, why is this happening to me? You know what? But um, but yeah, looking back, I'm 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 so glad that 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 did happen. Um, the People's mm-hmm. Rovers thing wasn't really a wasn't really a club as such. It was I had left Hearts obviously um, decided that if I couldn't if I couldn't make it. Uh, Hearts, with all due respect to Scottish football, it wasn't. It's not exactly La Liga, La Liga, or, or the Premiership. So I thought maybe, maybe uh, this isn't for me. And um, and my girlfriend at the time, who's my wife now, was pregnant at the time. So I decided to put my football career to one side and um, and get a trade, so that I knew that you know, come rain or shine, um, I'd be able to I'd be able to provide for my for my new daughter. So well, that's what I done. That's what I done. I put my football to one side. We didn't play, and um, and then a chap who I worked with, James Welsh, he was he was playing with People's Rovers at the time under Lamy, and they were they were really bad at that point at that point in time. And so he, he was at me during the week to say, "Oh, come and play for us," you know, coming even even just a couple of games. And so I reluctantly went went along. Uh, I played one game, missed a penalty, and uh, never went back again. So that was that was my People's Rovers. Uh, Kerry in a nutshell there. It's not like you missed a penalty. <laughs> At the bar, to be fair. 
and then so in September 2006, you joined us from Newton Grange, uh, Paul Forbes going the other way. Um, it was William McGinley that signed you, but what enticed you to come to Pennycook? Um, I was actually on holiday when I got the I got the phone call, and I had fell out with the Newton Grange manager. There's a shock to get fell out with a manager. <laughs> um, so I fell out with the Newton Grange manager, uh, Louis Armstrong, who was actually a really good manager. I just I was just young and immature and think you know better as as I've as I've done various times throughout my my career. So um, I fell fell out with him and and chucked it towel and so. Went on holiday and then I got a text. I think it was a text from Willie McGinley, just to say that they had agreed a fee and a player. Uh, Forbesy uh, it was I. So and would you know would I be interested in speaking to him when I when I got back for holiday? So so I did that um, and I was quite impressed with Willie. I still you know I've got a fantastic relationship with Willie now as well. He's he's always a legend for me. I, I, I'm a big Willie McGinley fan. So um, so I that was that's that's how it came about. Uh, what were your first impressions of the club when you came in at that time? Um, when I came in, obviously I'd played against Pennycook a few times, including that game that uh, stopped me going to the Super League. And it was always, what I, what I loved about it, it is it was it was always a battle against Pennycook because at that time they were big, strong, physical guys. You know, uh, I can't remember if Big Fozzie was there. Uh, at the time, or maybe just just before that, and they had like Doogie Hope and Rab Ewer and Big Aldi was there, uh, yeah. big big lads, and and I remember having a few a few battles with him, even against Hopi, and Hopi's a good mate of mine now. But um, <laughs> he was he was an experienced head at that point. I was a young, immature lad thinking I knew better, and I was uh, trying. You know, he would be winding me up, and I'd be biting all the time. And, um, and, and yeah, and, and, you know he's, uh, he's he's famous for that. Hope actually, but but yeah. So I, I knew that they were they were a big experienced team, and um, it's quite daunting actually first going in there when you you know when you when you were a young lad like that. But but no, it was it was it was good. It was you know oh, like I said, the, the first season was a real was a real eye eye opener for me. Um, and I was saying some some other players who joined the club at the same time as me, but again I'd had. <laughs> slight run-ins with uh, Jack Lynch he was at Arniston and, and I remember Jack was going to uh, wait for me after the game in a car park at Newton Grange one, <laughs> one, one Wednesday night so uh, so so yeah things like that you're thinking you're thinking God what am I, what am I going into here um, but yeah but and that was just that was just junior football at that time you know when I was at Newton Grange we played away at Hart Hill or something I remember big Richie McCall the Newton Grange boys oh, oh, uh, Richie's a legend there but I remember him he was, a, he was a screw, a prison officer, and he was, um, you know, he'd tussle with someone, and I just turned around. I've came through hearts thinking, you know, oh, this is just a game of football. And Richie's just lamped this guy and just knocked him clean on. Like, the guy was, and I thought, Jesus Christ, what have I got myself into here? But that was junior football at that time. It's not like that now, but it was brilliant. And I, you know, that part of my game that, that I'm sure you'll touch on is, you know, a, a part that I loved and I relished and went slightly over the line on, on a few occasions. but. It was um, it was something that, that got my adrenaline pumping and something I, I loved, especially when the big Scottish Cup games and stuff came around. Um, so I, I loved that. You mentioned the Scottish Cup. It was actually December 2006. You got your first goal for us against Bonnie Rose in a 5 Junior Cup game at New Dundas. But do you remember much of that game at all? I remember, I remember it being a... Absolute bog. Ah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be on in today's game. I don't think. Um, and 
I, it probably suited us to be honest at the time because I think Bonnerig were, were miles ahead of us at that point when they had uh, Bigali Reid was playing that game actually for Bonnerig um, and guys like Chalky and players like that they were, were really really good players um, so that that part probably helped us a wee bit but we give them a we give them a good run for money that day um, Big Kev Mullen I think scored a couple as well um, he was he was outstanding for us that day so no that was a proper junior cup tie um, and I it was good I, I remember the goal as well I I'm not sure if it was a free kick or if it was just a shot, but it was, it was a fair bit out. Just a shot, just a shot. Was it? 25, Coyle, 25 yards out across the Coyley, Coyley was in goals, I think. Or Bonnerig. I'm sure. So, um, I think it was just purely frustration and, and built up a wee bit, you know, anger of, I think we were getting beat at the time and just trying to weather the ball as hard as you could and it, and it, and it found its way in. So, no, it was good. It was, uh, it was, it was. Although we, the, the result never went away, I think, um, I think it was a decent performance for us at that at that moment in time, and it was a typical Scottish tie. So it was good. Enjoyed it. It wasn't the last time we played Bonnerig that year either, and well, we were sort of involved in a relegation battle in the Premier League, but we did reach the Brown Cup final, and I'm sure you remember we got beat six now, unfortunately. But what's your memories of that season? The season as a whole, I think, to be honest, I don't think the the league standards and stuff done us probably justice that season. We won the great, but I think there was times when if we if we turned it on, we we, we played pretty well. But I think it was a pretty combination of, uh, like I touched on, we've got or we had a lot of experienced guys at the club at that point, and probably guys that thought they knew a bit more than than you know than maybe the manager did or. So and there's a lot of experience and and I think Willie was to be fair to him was trying to keep everyone happy. You know when you've got the the amount of sort of experience, especially midfield players. You know you have Kev Mullen and Jack Lynch and Hopi and Rabure and myself and Monty and all these guys and you're trying to keep them all happy. Um, yeah. Then there was a bit of and and obviously discipline during during those years with Gibby and myself as well, Fozzie. You know I'm sure I'm sure we made even the news at one point because we had, had like. And guys sent off in the last twelve games or something. I remember. Um, so uh, I didn't. Obviously, that that didn't help. But it was like you know, one week would be good and would be great, and we'd, we'd you know, must have been in that cup actually, <laughs> and then we'd go to the league business a week later, and we'd you know, we'd, we'd get turned over, uh, and it was just, it was frustrating. It was it was a frustrating season, but we 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 managed to stay in the league, which was which was. Or, you know, a massive plus when you know the way it was looking, sort of going into the last last few months of the season. And you mentioned the discipline. You became known at the time as loving a Ryan Gay tackle, shall we call it? Uh, you feel that was something that, as you got a wee bit older, that you maybe not going to say lost, but curbed a wee bit out your game. It's something I was I was I was massively working on behind the scenes, um, trying to you know. I mean, I'm I'm like that. I'm still like that now, to be honest. But you know, in business things, and and sometimes I get too emotional, and I get I get wrapped up in things that I care about, and I, and I loved Benny Cook, and I cared, I loved playing football, and I, and whatever I done, I wanted to win. So, um, so I, I I would you know the bigger the game, or you know I would get myself too up for it, and sometimes you know I'd get myself involved in things and and I would I would just react and and to be honest with you I'm I, like you said I'm st- I still do that today I mean I've, I've, I've sacked people for instance on on something that they've done or some or said that day 
And then, you know, two days later, I'm thinking, oh, I shouldn't have done that, you know, but I'm, I'm still working on that now uh, as we speak and I'm getting a lot better at it and I did get a lot better at it as, as my career went on and uh, try to try to sleep on things and I try and I try and take a breath for sort of 30 seconds before reacting to anything now. But uh, in, my, in, my, in my younger days, I, I didn't do that. Um, and, and, um, and there were sometimes I'd go into games thinking, if, you know, whoever it was had... Yeah, done me in the last game, and or, or, or you know, tried to do me, and I thought I wasn't even thinking about the game. I'm thinking about I can't wait till that ball drops between me and whoever, and I'm going to give them it, you know. And, and that's just so, you know, the inexperience in that statement there alone is just, it's just, you know, that's that's just what it was like when I was when I was uh, sort of nineteen to kind of twenty three ish. I was um, I, I was right like that, and I mean to be fair, the good managers who who I played under, um, they could sometimes use that motivate me in games but it was there was a very very fine line Miko used to say to me for instance as long as you didn't get booked in the first half I know you're going to play well Aye. well you know a lot of the time anyway it's when if I got booked too early I'd be treading on eggshells and then and it was just you know I'd get myself all frustrated so if I could stay on the stay on the right side of that yellow card at least till sort of an hour's gone into the game then then I knew I'd done all right um but yeah no I um, like I said, if you could if you could use it in my advantage, then then um, then I could because uh, playing on the edge was was probably where I was at my best. But it was just very close to the edge from from that line. So at the end of your second season, we stayed up on what I call Gary Small Day against Kelty, right. and then uh, but that's some you know that statue. Yeah, you know, got that smallie statue. Can't even find a photo. I've never made a statue. <laughs> Uh, Willie left after that game. It was the end of his time at Pennycook, and Stuart McKean came in. What was your, what was it like the transition working with Snowy, having been there before, obviously as assistant? Um, initially, I thought it was a good appointment. I thought, I thought, you know, it was uh, Snowy was a great player when he was, you know, obviously I played against him at the end of his career, but he was um, even in training and stuff. He was, he was a cracking player, and and I got on really well with him. Um, but I think that transition for assistant manager is different to, to being manager and and probably um, as manager and player we we never quite seen eye to eye um, yeah. probably just from early on you know, I don't know what it was because we got on pretty well up until up until that point and, um, but like I said this wasn't just Snowy's fault I, as I explained earlier I was sort of young immature think you know better and um, and you know, I'd done a couple of things as well. I think Snowy dropped me for a, a game. I think it was meant to have been the opening game of the season, Armiston Rangers, I'm sure, at Pennycook. And um and he played Dean Jones at right mid. And I was fuming. You know, I was I was fuming. I didn't warm up, I wasn't doing it. I was you know, typical, like just toys at the pram. But, and uh, and then I don't know if he thought he had maybe made a mistake at that or or whatever, or or we weren't I don't I think we might have been getting beat one 0 and he was going to put me on, and uh, I, I told him to ram it. I'm not, I'm not going on. You know, toys are right at the pram. And um, and now when I think back to that, I think, Christ, what an idea! You know, if, if if I was in the dressing room now and somebody had refused to go on, I'd be going bananas in that dressing room. So, um, so yeah, that we things like that. Like I said, we didn't quite see IEI playing, but it was by no means by no means just snowy snowy's issue there. That was that was totally totally me as well. I played more than my own part in that. So. So, um, so, I, so I, I get on well with Snowy now. I see him obviously some of the times at the old Pennycook games or, or some events, you know, uh, 
the breakfast and stuff, I always, always see them when we, we talk away about it. So it's, uh, it's one of these things that happens sometimes. Do you remember in that period as well, we played Blair Gowrie at Pennycook and we'll gloss over the result, but do you remember your wee stint in goals? I remember it. Oh, I think I forget that. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was, that was an episode I hope I'll never see again. Um, I think, I think Ramey Sanderson started in goals that day. I think Baldy yeah, might have been a might have been away or wedding or something. I don't know. And then, um, and Ramey started in goals. And about I'm sure ten minutes in, someone went through and Ramey brought them down or something like that. And a penalty, give away a penalty. I mean, I no sub goalie on the bench. Right. And then Martin Cameron went in. I think ten minutes later he got sent off. Okay. Uh, so I, th- I think I was just closest to Martin when he when he got sent off and he threw me the gloves and I'm thinking. Nobody else did them, so I thought, oh, God, so put them on, penalty. I think it was 1-1 at the time. Uh, and I think we got beat 6-1, if I remember right. So, And my mates were at the game as well. And, uh, for a few weeks after that, Soccer AM used to be on uh, with the cat. Yeah. I think they were calling me the kitten for a while, because <laughs> uh, I, was, I was terrible. I was just, oh, was just uh, one of the ones when you're with your mates and you know, people hit shots and you think, oh, I'm actually no bad goalie. And then you go in a proper right. game and you think, I'm miles away for this. Yeah, you've got a newfound respect for goalies. It was, it was just a nightmare. I remember that was one of the few games that season I think I was late for and I turned up and you were in goals and I just wondered what <laughs> happened. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, never again. Never again. I'm glad you didn't have the, uh, you didn't have all the highlights and stuff like that during <laughs> that time, do you? You want that on my record. A few, uh, sort of midway through the snowy second season, we were, again, sort of fighting relegation and he left the club and Craig Meekle and Brian Ryrie stepped in at that point and we stayed up uh, by the skinny of teeth, I think, again that year. But what was, again, the transition that was now the third management team you'd played under at Pennycook? Um, well, obviously, I'd played with, with Meeks and, and Ryrie um, at Pennycook. So, and I got on, I got on well with them. Um, so, I, it was, you know... The transition at first, I knew obviously we were in a we were in another situation where we had to uh, we had to win certain amount of games to stay up and and I, th- I think probably a story story of my life a wee bit but you know when when I get doubted in a certain way I sometimes try and react by trying to show people that you know or or you know you're, it's kind of like a revenge sort of thing. I think that's kind of what was what was there during that period where I just thought, right, get your head down and and kind of show Snowy that you know because I'd had a falling out with him at that point and show show them that you know that I should be you know playing every week and I should be doing yeah. this and I should be doing that and and um, and I felt I'd done that for that for that period of time and I we managed to we managed to stay up and and Michael and Riley were great you know and the, and the boys really really sort of bought into it and. Uh, I think I think Big Craig Miller came along as well around about that time, and he scored a yeah, few that. vital goals. Um, and uh, he was the same. Just Roy was a great find. Uh, for, I think it was Paul Riley that, that sort of scooped him from. I think he was training or ready to go to Bathgate, and Paul had came for Bathgate. And um, so it was a great find, and Craig, Craig was great for us for the first first wee while that he was playing. Uh, so no, that was uh, that was that's what I remember of that. It was. It was uh, but it was, like I said, it was. I would, you know, staying up is never a is never a success, you know, in in any way, shape, or form. And where I wanted to be, and where I knew the club, you know, it was a big, a big club. 
and uh, especially around sort of the juniors and around Midlothian and biggest town in Midlothian and all that stuff. So I knew that we should be fighting at the other end rather than rather than this end. And um, so so it was by no means a success, but we we stayed up, and that was that was the goal with uh, Ryrie and Meeks coming in. So I've done that. And um, one of the sort of key decisions he made uh, when 2011 was uh, after Johnny Harvey, around about the time he was leaving the club, they appointed you club captain. What did that feel like for you? Well, that was that was that was brilliant. You know, that was uh, at that point obviously the highlight uh, in my time at Pennycook up till that point. And I think that came on the back of probably the sort of six months that Ryder Meeks took over. I think it was maybe six month period. I can't remember, but uh, obviously I'd got my head doing worked really hard. Um, and maybe I'll lead a wee bit by example. I think I was, I was training all the time. I was one of the fittest guys at the club. I was playing every week, and it, it was it was great. So I think they just wanted kind of to reward me for that. And um, and I think the new Johnny was maybe on his maybe on his way at the club or whatever. I'm not sure. There was something going on behind the scenes that I wasn't wasn't privy to at that point. Um, and and that was it. So I thought this is brilliant. And again, like we've already said, I think the first game I, I remember driving home for training. It was a Thursday night, lashing down with rain as it normally is in Pennycook. And um, and Miko phoned me saying, "Look, we want you to take the armband and blah blah." blah. And I knew nothing about Johnny leaving at that point. Yeah. And so I was I was I was delighted. And I thought, right, brilliant, you know, usual. And I started preparing right there on the Thursday night for the game on the Saturday. And I'm sure we were playing Oakley away. And I thought. I thought, I'm going to cover every blade of grass here. I'm going to do it. You know, the usual stuff. I'm so, so hyped. I wanted to play that night. And, uh, and then we played, we played Oakley. And I think it was maybe 25, 30 minutes in, maybe. And lunge and tackle, straight red card. Off you go. And I was like, uh, just like, I thought he was going to take it straight back off me right there next. He phoned me on the Sunday, um, just saying, look, that's just no one. And, you know, what can you do? You know, I'm just trying to explain that I was just too up for it and I was you know trying to do too many things I was trying to do everyone's job when you know I should have just done my own job and uh, and in the end I'd done nobody's job you know and so yeah that was that was an, an eventful time but very much Ryan Gay-esque if you like uh, as the sort of first part of my, my career went so and that season and the, the following season as well we just narrowly missed out on promotion Back to back, especially late on, I think it was the last day of the season on both occasions. But that disappointment sort of spur on the dressing room going forward from that. Yeah, aye, there was there was obviously massive, massive disappointment. Um, you know, both times it was it was it was a real kick in the in the ghoulies, as I say. It was um, especially I think it was the Broxburn one when we played away, and I think it was yeah. the winner. The winner went up. I'm sure you'll probably know more than me, Dougie, or if you look back on that, but I'm sure we played them during the season on the grass at Pennycook and beat them 4-0. Yeah. And then we went to the Astro and we thought, we thought, obviously at that point, you know, they were kind of the only ones really playing on the Astro at that point. And that's where I really felt, you know, that I love Astro for training and stuff, but I live in a set game, shouldn't be played on Astro, I don't think. And that was the difference. We had, you know, we were, we would have, if we had played that game on grass, we would have beat Broxburn comfortably. No doubts about that. Just the Astro is just a different game, you know. It's just, it's uh, you know, sometimes it's quicker, sometimes it's slower. Ball bounces differently, and these guys are playing on it week in week out. So, aye, it was just it was a it was a right 
right, right kicking, kicking the uh, stains, as I say. Um, so that was a hard one to take. That was a definite hard one to take. But I felt at that point we, we were we were not like I said we were not far away. We were probably one or two really quality players that were just going to get us over the line. And um, and I think that's when Greg Ross came in. And possibly Mikey McDermott, I think, might have been. Certainly, obviously, Greg Ross just kind of, I felt he was that player that that, that just took us to that next level and um, and just gave you confidence as well. You know, when you look around the, the, the team or the club or whatever and you've, you've got guys... You know, hopefully I was one of the type of players and guys like Yanni, when Yanni came, Yanni's an unbelievable player and Greg Ross and guys like that, that you just look around and you think, you know, we're a match for anyone here. So I think, and, and the quality he brought, and for me playing up the right-hand side where, where Greg was, you know, he was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a joy to play, uh, play beside him. So, so I, thought he, I thought he was the, he was probably just, that we switched that, that got us over that line. Um, the difference between that Bonny uh, the Broxbourne game, sorry, and and actually winning the league. So um, no, that's that's the way I see it anyway. And just prior to Greg coming in that summer, also saw the departure of Brian Ryrie, and it was Craig Meikle now was sole manager. But was there much mm-hmm. change at that time with Ryrie no longer being around? No, I think no, not not so much a lot of change. Um, I think Ryrie, Ryrie was Ryrie was brilliant. Um, I, I love Brian, and, and Brian was always honest as well. You know, he would tell you exactly, and you know, he was he was such a nice guy as well. He'd always try and do it in a nice way. Uh, but I think Brian's probably at a stage of his career, at a stage of his life, probably where I am now, um, where he's juggling kids. He had quite a high pressure job, so fitting football in was very very difficult, and. Um, and I think it's very hard. Again, as you know, as, as I know, um, you know, you're trying to have a go at people saying we need committed players and we need this and we need that when you're maybe not training every other week is is a difficult message to get across. And um, and that's hard for any manager or any uh, players will tell you that as well. You know, at that level and, and playing in, playing at a junior level and, and or you know super league or whatever it is, you know, lowland league, etc. It's um, it's, commitment is the hardest part of it, you know. It's, it's especially when you've got kids and you're you're working really hard and you're you're trying to please everyone. And and probably when you get to a stage where you were at Brian was that you're probably pleasing no one. And it's um, a very very difficult situation. So uh, I just Brian was honest enough to to say that and he, he stepped away. And I'm not sure exactly what went on. I don't know if you know if it's having weeks had a fallen out or whatever. Or probably you know as, as tensions run high. Uh, and, and football management, but I, I'm not sure exactly what went on behind the scenes. But I think it was either one of them was going to take it, but I didn't know which one or, or what was going on. We didn't really know as players. We just we just got on with that. You know, we were uh, we were committed to both of them, so it wouldn't have really matter to us. We would have we would have bashed on with with uh, with whatever decision was made. So yeah, so that's that's what happened. Um, but no, like I said again, with Brian, still still speak to Brian. Um, you know, regularly, but but maybe you know two three times a year, and um, and he's one he's one of my customers as well. So he's a, he's a he's a great guy. Oh, a lot of time for Brian and his family. So and I was uh, that was that. And then early on in that season, we we were sort of flying in the league, but um, September that 
I think it was September that year, 28th, we lost Jeff Gray during the match against Bathgate. How hard was it round about that period for everyone at the club? Um, uh, that was that was probably, being honest with you, probably one of the hardest days of my my life. Not even not even just uh, not even just at the club. Um, I spoke to Jeff every day, sometimes three, four times a day. You know, every time he was in a taxi rank, I think he phoned me. Um, so then it's just the way it was. Now you know what Jeff was like. He was. Billy Beans all the time, you know. He was, uh, he was, he, you know, he was a, he was a manager. He was a fitness coach. He was the physio. He was, you know, director of football. He wanted to, he wanted to do everything. He was, like, clubs need guys like that. And he's, he just so, he was just kind of uh, hard to put any words. Actually, I mean, you actually think about it now. You're like, you know, you could, you could, uh, you could think too much about it. And it's, uh, it was a really, really difficult time. Really difficult time. And um, uh, Jeff was a special guy. And like I said, he knew all my problems. I knew all his problems, and I think everyone at the club he was the same way with everyone. You know, he would, yeah. he would, um, and he was, you know, he would even bring he was bringing food in at, at points as well, just because he was worried that guys were coming straight for their work and they weren't getting their tea. And that's just the kind of guy he was. Eh? He was just he was he was you know an absolute gentleman. And um, uh, and if there's you know if there's one guy at the club at that point, he could have said, you know, like I hope nothing happens to him. It probably would have been it would have been Jeff. Yeah. And you know that that's that's what happened, and it's and it's such a shame because he was there through all the the heartache, as you you just touched on, you know, the last day of the season, and you're you're you know you're you're uh, you're getting beat, you know, and um and no going up, and you're no winning the Fighting Lovings Cup, and you're not seeing us in the Super League, and you're not seeing the club where it is now, or the perfect thistles of the world, and you're not seeing all that, and you know he would have he would have been happier than anyone I know who's seen the club club getting to the stage where it's at now so and he played a massive part in that you know he, he was he he was a massive part behind the scenes kept everything going and and um I and he loved the, he loved the, all the players he loved the club it was massive massive part of his life so right that was a, a really really hard point for for me personally and um a hard point for the for the entire club and the community probably as well And not long after that, um, we played Canoe in the first game back after that and you were sent off and not that long after, Dougie Cunison sort of took over as captain. Just What was going through your mind at that point? Uh, the Canoe game, I don't remember much of it. I don't remember much of that, that period, to be honest with you. It kind of, obviously everything's kind of blurry because of, yeah. because of what happened. I wasn't fully, I was probably a bit angry, a bit frustrated, you know, probably looking for someone to take your frustration out on and, and like we've touched on a few times, <laughs> I'm, I'm buying, I'm not, I don't think I'll get painted, <laughs> I'm getting painted like a Roy Keane character here, but I wasn't like that, but it's, um, it's just, it was just one of the times that I, I don't really even know what happened, I can't even remember what I'd done to get sent off, I, it was, it was just, uh, one of the, the periods of time that just kind of, you get small flashbacks, but you can't really remember. You know, it's all kind of still images when I think back. I can't really think of any, there's no, no sort of fluid there of, of what, what was going on at that period of time. It just kind of, I was still probably a wee bit sort of, you know, mourning at that point. I don't I don't know. Um, but I kind of was just kind of floating through. Even in the game, I don't think I'd done particularly much in that game. I probably was, you know, going through the motions. And, and, and I think, 
I think we've all done that for a few weeks actually. I don't think I think it took us a few weeks to get, really get back, get back, um, yeah. sort of playing again. So, yeah, I can't really remember what happened there with the captaincy situation. Obviously, the, the red cards didn't didn't help my my cause. Um, but I think probably seen that coming um, a wee bit earlier. I think Meeks and Doogie were were pretty tight off the pitch at that point. They were good mates and whatever. And I don't know if maybe Miko just wanted sort of someone. He trusted in the dressing room who was a mate who, you know, could kind of police the dressing room or let him know if there was anything. And I get that. And I get that. That's that's no problem at all. Um so I don't know if it was a football decision, but it was probably more of a more of a, just, you know, see what's going on and making sure the dressing room was all right. Maybe the Jeff thing, maybe because I did take it particularly bad, maybe I wasn't in the right frame of mind. I d I don't know. But again, what all it done with me is lit a fire and you know in my in my stomach and I thought I'm going to show you, you know, I'm going to show you what's what what's happening here, and you shouldn't have done that sort of thing. And I think I done that for for you know the the rest of the campaign that we went on to win the league, and I think we did win the league. It was that year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was that year. Uh, so I think for that point, I had I played really well, and and I we um we managed to go on and win the league. Obviously, uh, I played a big part in that, and I so I think that helped. So. I'll call it a Miko masterstroke, um, but yeah, at the time I wasn't calling it that. I was calling it, I was calling him everything else, but but that's just that's just what happens. And and um, and like I said, I, I love that side of it when people kind of doubt you slightly, and 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 it, it brings out a different side of, of me. So it, maybe Miko knew that I don't know, or maybe he just wanted to take the captaincy off me because I kept getting off. <laughs> One way or the other, I'm sure it worked. So. And so just after the turn of the year, we got to the fourth round of the Junior Cup for the first time in a good few years. And we played Pollock away first and drew 1-1, one -one, but brought him back to Pennycook for the replay. And you scored after eight minutes as we went on to win 2-1. But what's your memories of that game and of that goal? Um, yeah, that was, again, a period of the season and a, and a period of my Pennycook career. Probably... Be the best football I played, and um, which is which is strange because I was I was playing centre midfield at that point, where I probably played my best game as such, probably wide on the right hand yeah. side. But um, but I was playing in the middle of the park and 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 um, and I was really fit at that at that that moment in time and that season and and I I just that Scottish Cup campaign seemed to go on forever. Because um, I think we we got a couple of replays. We played Pollock through there. We drew one each. Came back yeah. and we beat them obviously. We got Irvin Medal. We played them at home. Drew and we went through there. I'm not sure who we played before that. I can't quite remember. But but so it seemed to kind of go on. Although it was it was a fourth round, it felt like it was a lot a lot deeper in the competition yeah. than than that. But but no, like I said, the the uh, the Pollock the Pollock games were were brilliant. You know, I loved going through there into the. Lions then, as they say, you know, it was uh, we were, you were getting all sorts, you know, all sorts of abuse at the, at the sidelines, and got a decent crowd there. And the middle of the sort of Glasgow housing developments and all that, they go on, you're kind of right in the mix there. And it was, uh, and we, we drew, we, we actually, we done, we done not too bad. We were, we were hemmed in for parts of the game, but Yossi saved us on various occasions that day. Um, but and we lost Ryan McCallum. He got he got injured. Uh, he was he was kind of our main focal point. So so not a lot sticking. So we're kind of back against the wall. So we got him back to Pennycook and and I we got off to a brilliant start. Um, 
getting the goal was 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 great, and it kind of settled the team down. I think it gave us that belief that well, you know, we're um, we're, we're we're a better team than them, and you know, we're we're going to we're going to go and win the game, which we did. And uh, and I think we probably could have won it more convincingly. We we went two 0 up, and then I'm sure Greg Ross had a header in the second half. Uh, was it at the bar or the post? I can't, he definitely, or we might have both bar and the post. I can't remember, but yeah, um, they pulled a goal back, so it was obviously it was it was a wee bit backs against the wall for the last bit. But no, like I said, it was one of my one of my best goals that I scored for Pennycook, and uh, it was a good time, good time at that point. And then not long after that, it was actually the, just after the Arvid Medal game, one of your good friends, Scott McCulloch, joined the club. Um, that sort of made that you'd also played with Danny Monroe and Craig Miller, but did having sort of friends around the club sort of help as well for you, yourself? Yeah, aye, very much so. Um, obviously, I was, I, was brought up, I was brought up with Scotty, so uh, me and Scotty went to school together, we, you know, we, we were brought up in Gracemount together, um, so we Tearing the streets, <laughs> tearing the streets to Gracemount up, as you can imagine, me and Big Scotty. But and again, still one of my one of my best mates now. I speak to him every single day of the week. Um, so and and great player, Scotty was a cracking player. Um, but what I loved about him and having him there was he was he was he was just so physical, and I loved that. You know, he's he was right up for the battle. And the only thing about Scotty is his best position was a centre half. But he just didn't want to play there, you know. He just he wanted to play up front or centre mid, and the uh, outstanding centre half. But no, he's a great player, and he, he added that bit of steel that we that needed for the Super League. I mean, and no, he was he was really good. Obviously, he was just his big lanky legs. I think he's uh, he was causing issues with his hips, so he's uh, he struggled a wee bit near the end. But but no, Scott, he was a Scott was a great player, and and um, and having him there was 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 uh, an extra bonus, you know, especially when you're, like I you said, you're going into going into these big games, knowing your your mate's got your back and, and you've got his back, and you know, it's, it's, it's kind of just builds that sort of camaraderie, and then that rubs off on other players and and builds a great team spirit, which we had. And um, so it was, no, it was brilliant having them there. And you've already touched on it in the Premier League finally that year, and the game on the seventeenth of May, we played Fault House on nearest. Chargers that mm-hmm. year and we beat them 2-1 but and it was sort of fitting that you as the longest serving player got the, the goal ultimately won us the league but how did that feel for yourself was that maybe the highlight of your time at Pennycook? Yeah I, it was it was definitely the highlight I don't know how many times I've watched that go back you know and I still get I still get the goosebumps when I watch it it's just and it's not because of you know it's a it's a goal that that won us the league or it's a goal that I scored particularly of it was just Everything that had built up in that season and, and the couple of years that had happened before, you know, losing on the final day of the season and and Jeff, what had happened with Jeff and uh, I think you see after a score, I actually point up to the sky and just like I just knew that he would be absolutely buzzing with that and um, and and I just and, and for the guys around the club, you know, guys like yourself, Dougie, who you know, and and your dad and Neil Gordon and. And Jimmy and you know and uh, Gordon and kind of all the all the guys are at the club, John Fraser and who you know were there through sort of thick and thin as you like, and, and we've seen some you know, terrible teams that, that and some terrible performances that we put in and I put in. So to be able to repay them for for a lot of that was uh, getting them to the place where where they ultimately wanted to be, and uh, kind of 
I felt we took the club to that next level and, and the guys for then I've, I've taken it on. Um, obviously, Johnny Harvey probably then took us on to another level and then you know, the guys after him, Kev Mullen and, and, uh, and, and Tony and, you know, and, and the guys that I've, I've taken them to where the club are now. Um, so I felt they probably, you know, it's it's good. It's all, like I said, it's all worked out. But at that time, uh, we just needed to get over that hurdle and we kept, we kept falling. So it was nicest for, for everyone associated with the club to to get get us, you know, get there. And um, and I know I'll look back on that with immense pride. Um, and I love Pennycook, you know, still love Pennycook now. And and um I and that's that you know, it's still means so much to me looking back at that at that goal. So um no, I'm, i watch it fairly regularly. <laughs> My kids will tell you as well. They watch it as well. So that was a big goal for you. That was your forty ninth goal for the club. Your fiftieth game at the start of the next season, our second game, our first Super League victory against the Linlithgow Rose and was that sort of another milestone for you, 50 goals for the club? It was something I didn't know that, you know, I didn't know it was approaching or, or you know, I was I was anywhere near that. It's just not something that I'd, um, that was that was on my on my mind and, and or I'd been sort of documented, not, not that I can remember anyway. Yeah. So it wasn't, I think it was the following, the following day, I think it's because it was at Linlithgow, I think the, Sunday Mail or something was there and there was a an article my dad keeps all these cutouts that have happened in the paper or all that stuff so he's still got the headline it was Ryan's flying or something like that so it was on there and that's where I'd said something about the 50th goal and so I didn't know about it until, until the day after so again it's a it's, an, it's, a, it's another milestone that, that I'm proud to, to have at Pennycook especially obviously being being a midfield player, um, I could have got, I probably could have got a lot more goals, but I was more trying to, trying to assist for others than, than, um, than but that's just, you know, um, yeah, I loved, I loved, I loved it, and I, and I, I love having that, having that milestone beside my name. It's great. Um, so I, and along with the obviously the appearances and stuff as well. So it's something that I'll, um, I, I'll take. I'll take it to my grave with me. So, um, aye, that's, that's, that's great. You mentioned appearances. Um, you sort of you love, seem to love an occasion that means something. On your 250th game against Bay Valley, you went and got a hat trick. Yeah. Is that my one and only, is what? it? No, you got another one. You got one, I want to say, what, Gelly Albert? 6 0. Oh, aye, aye. Yeah, aye, aye. I'm sure. I'm sure I got one. Ah, I did. Gary Albert. Aye, that's right. Aye. Um, but, uh, is that just typical Ryan Gay having a mark the occasion? I think again, probably just me getting a bit more, a bit more mature as I was getting older. You know, if, if that had been 250 games when I was 23, I probably would have got sent off. So it's, <laughs> I was, I was probably just so up for the game, and you know, I knew, I, I knew that that was. Uh, that was happening. I knew that that was my two hundred fiftieth game uh, before the game, so I was I was hyped up for the game. And, um, and but obviously, you know, trying to mature a wee bit rather than focus on other things, I was just focusing on 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 the game, which I probably should have done through the rest uh, the first part of my career. But but I, so it was it was great. It was, it was obviously it was a it was a good day for me personally. Um, we, I, we we won the game, obviously. Very convincingly, and um, by Scottish Cup, it's just you know, they're just occasions. I just you know, 
love the Scottish Cup, and that's that's what I miss now. Um, you know, even I don't miss the Tuesday and Thursday night trainings and uh, you know traveling to Tateport and uh, stuff like that. But you know, when Scottish Cup week comes around, or especially now with the big Scottish, you know that, that the club are involved in. You know, I'm, uh, I just you know just just uh, that gets me going. That's uh, I could I'd run run through a brick wall to, to be able to play in the Scottish Cup again. I loved it so. Um, I always seem to seem to get up for those games more than others. And you sort of mentioned getting up for games. We played Musselburgh in the quarter final, which was the furthest we'd went since we'd got to the final in 1970. But unfortunately, we lost 2-0. But what are your memories of the performance that day? I remember I was I was carrying a groin injury going into that game, and I I didn't tell uh, Miko. So what I done was I knew he would know if I if I had trained. So I was I was kidding on I was working away. I wasn't really working away. So I, I thought if I train, he's either going to see that I'm not right and not play me, or I'm going to do I'm going to make it worse and I'm not, I'm not going to be able to play. So I was saying, oh, I'm working late. I'm going to try and get there and you know just trying to ease myself over you know over the over the line and, and still get a starting place on the Saturday. I think he actually put Yanni on the bench as well, which was a. I'm sure that that was the game, is it? I'm sure it was. I, I think I think it was the left Yanni because it was quite it was quite a big call. Um, I'm sure it was that game anyway. But but I and I and I played and I played and I shouldn't have played. I never played. You know, I was there on the pitch with a strip on, but I wasn't playing. And um, I probably let my teammates down actually, but it was just so big a game, and it was the biggest, you know, biggest uh, game for the club, Scottish Cup wise, since uh, obviously since I'd been alive anyway. So, um, so I was I was playing in that game. Sorry, come come rain or shine, I would I would have been playing, but in hindsight, you know, I probably should have gave someone else the opportunity for the best interest of the club. And and but you know, you, you know, if somebody if somebody you know if somebody was trying to kind of get me not to play. I, even now, even though I say I would, have, I probably would have ideally let somebody else have an opportunity. I think if it came along, I probably still would have tried to play. So it's it's one of these things. If I had a worked out great, I would have been, you know, delighted. Uh, but uh, Musselburgh, had done well on the day, and Stevie Thompson scored a couple of goals. He was he was a great player from Musselburgh as well. So they, they probably deserved it in all in all honest, honestness. So. So I, I, that was that was that. That's a game probably things could have done a bit better. And the following season, the 2015-16 one marked ten years for yourself at Pet Athletic, and it was your testimonial year. And what was the sort of how did you feel having finally reached ten years and to have it marked in such a way as the testimonial against Hearts? Um, obviously, I knew I knew it was it was, uh, it was it was my tenth year, and obviously there was a bit of speak about it with the club and Neil Gordon and stuff was winding me up as 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 he as he done a fair bit. So, um, saying that they were going to going to sell me and stuff halfway through the year and that just to, just winding me up, <laughs> and um, so no, it was like I said, it was it was kind of a, it was kind of a, a, not a relaxed year as such, but. It's more sort of a reflection where you're thinking, I can't believe you know ten years has gone so fast and I've been here for that long and so I was still relatively young. Or, you know, what was I thirty at that point? Or 
29? So I, I can't remember. 29. So 29. So obviously it's it's unusual for a 29 year old to get to get a testimonial at a junior club. So so I was kind of just kind of reflecting on a lot of that and um and I had a bit of a stop start season and I think that was round about the time where my work and my business really started to take off. And obviously when it was doing that, I was missing more training because like anything I'm like I'm doing now, I'm sitting in London and or I'm going to Newcastle or I'm driving up to Aberdeen or so I was finding it difficult and I had three kids in the house as well. So I was finding it really difficult to balance everything and get to training and, and obviously with that comes comes you're not as fit and you then you know, me niggles that you can normally brush off. You don't uh you don't you don't really brush off and you're uh, you're you, you carry them and you're trying to play through them and you're you're trying to appease everyone. So you're you know you're uh, you're saying you're fit when you're carrying a wee niggle just because you know you maybe missed last week and so I had sort of all wee niggles throughout that season and and um, and I that's kind of how how I remember how I kind of remember the season panning out and um, but I knew that obviously you know come when it was getting close to the end of the season that, that the testimony was approaching. And, and um, so that just kind of spurred me on, and like I said, having the testimonial was was brilliant. That's again something else that I'll um, I'll always be thankful to the, to the club for um, everything they've done for me. And it was, um, and like I said, it's I like to think that I've I've done every, you know I've done everything I could for the club, uh, but the club have also done everything they could for me, and and um, supported me all throughout my career at Pennycook and. And even things like you know you hear other clubs about daft things, and and I was the same when I was when I was a young player at Pennycook. You know, people sometimes you know players in jun- the junior game and Lowland League or whatever they'll be getting forty, fifty, hundred quid. You know, some of them um, a week at the club, and you think fifty quid. You know, it's it's, it's not you know you're not going to you're not going to live, live a different life with fifty quid. But and a lot of the, a lot. Of, People relied on money for for the football that they that they um, are playing part time and and at that time when I was a young a young lad you know I, I did and and I had a young family and stuff and you know you would hear things from other clubs that they were only paying players or you know they were short of money or whatever and things like that and just at Pennycook was just that was like a shock to us because we would never never in my eleven years had I ever had to even tap the door and say. What's what's happening with that twenty quid you're due me or what's happening? Never ever ever. And, um, and new players that came were kind of in shock with that, and that's just a testament to the club and how it's run and and the guys behind the scenes and and you, even yourself with the, the media stuff and things as well. I think with you know we're we're envious of, of some professional clubs as you know. So and that just goes on and that's for everything. I think I think it's uh, uh, the club's a credit to itself and um, I, I'm just proud to be. To be a part of it and played so many games and, and got a testimonial there. So I know it's. Uh, I am I'm, uh, delighted how everything, how everything went with, um, with Pennycook. So. Uh, what was the sort of what was the sort of best memories of your testimonial? Just uh, at this point, just go. <coughs> <coughs> best oh, memories of your <laughs> testimonial by any chance? Well, it's, it's got to be that. That thunderous strike for Penman. Uh, <laughs> so um, no, uh, it was like I said, it was it was great getting all guys that I'd played with over the years at Pennycook as well, and few my mates from my heart's days, and um, obviously there's a few guys 
couldn't make it as well. My mate uh, Lee Wallace was meant to play, and he, he was obviously the Scottish Cup game was the day before. Just so happens, and and uh, and everything that happened, he ended up getting, you know, uh, there was obviously a pitch invasion after the game, and you know, so all that stuff. So he was meant to be there. So, but the guys that did that did uh, did turn out, it was it was brilliant, and um, and no, and I, I was like I said, I'll always be grateful to them for for playing in that game. Giving me memories that that'll, uh, that'll that'll stick with me forever. So um, no, it was it was it was brilliant. It was brilliant. I loved it. And um, the old Penman Twenty Five as well never never <laughs> let us down. Came on and came on and busted the net. So that's, I think you ran off Christoph Berra as well. I did. I've never I've never let anybody forget that day. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, so at the end of that season, um, you had a massive disappointment as we got to the Fife Olympians Cup final, but sort of on the day of the final, you were left out of the squad. Just what was sort of the situation at that point? Um, again, that was, that was, it was a difficult situation at the time. Um, I think going, going into the end, coming into the end of the season, like anything, it was you know where people are are going round and, and you know the manager and, and uh, Meeks and other manager. Every manager's obviously trying to get their squad ready for next season and and um, and I was in discussions with the club about staying on and and there was things going through my head as well, thinking well, is, is my time up at Pennycook? You know, if I've done everything, you know, what what more is there kind of for me to achieve here without as in you know join the club, we you know. Trying to trying to stay up for relegation on the last day of the season to cup winning team, super, you know comfortable Super League team, win the Premier League etc. So, and I'd had ten years testimonial, so I was kind of reflecting. So it was something that I was discussing with um, with my family as well, and obviously with business as well. Was that going to am I going to be able to give my all to Pennycook? Because Pennycook's not a club that I would I would ever want to give sixty or seventy percent to. You know, so if I was if yeah. I was going to be there and 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 be at the club, you know, I have to be there a hundred percent. So um, so I was I was trying to get all that through my through my head at that point, and and Johnny Harvey was was obviously chasing me down to take me to Haddington with him and to be his assistant manager and and play there as well. So and and I was you know so that was going through my head. I, I wasn't quite sure. So. Um, and I phoned, I phoned Meeks about it, and Meeks is a good mate as well, you know, and uh, and so I phoned him just on, just as advice and just discussing, look, this is the situation. So, and I don't think him and Johnny at the time were obviously bestie mates. So, um, so probably, you know, that probably didn't help. So, um, I, we just obviously had a few discussions about it and, and I said, right, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just see where we are. We'll get, we'll get the season finished and then. I'll, I'll kind of reflect and make a decision and see what see what's what's best for everyone. But I think it probably played on Meeks' mind, and rightly so, it would have played on my mind as well. So um, and then just turned up to the game, and you know, and we're all sitting in the dressing room, and just I got called out <laughs> outside. So we're just like, what's going on? You know, are you, are you signing? So I was thinking, well, I don't, I don't know yet. I'm just so that was it. So uh, the team and and. I think I was the last sub. I think it was number eighteen or something. So I don't think I've ever been. I don't think I've, I've ever been number eighteen in my life. So, um, and that was like two weeks after I'd had a testimonial. Played at the club for eleven years, and 
you know, it was a Fife and Lovings Cup final. Uh, just a testimonial. Won, won the league with the club a couple of years earlier. And just things like that. And I just thought, this, this isn't right. You know, and, and I still think it's not right. And, I, and I, I've said that to Miko. And, but being truthfully honest with, with him, he was, he was just trying to protect the club. And he's wanting the best players that he thinks stay at the club and, and I totally get that and I get that now but at the time you know you, you're just looking at a cup final and saying I just want to play you know and and he's just saying well I just I, I want you committed to the club so yeah. uh, so I think I think he was it turns out he was right because the one you know we, we, we won the cup so um, so it all, it all worked out in the end but I just I, I would have loved to have been a part of that and lifted that trophy that would have been that would just been nice and on the cake but Never, never worked out that way. So, if I played, we probably would have got beat. So, <laughs> so we know. Uh, so, uh, that's that was that. And then, not long after that, um, you were met. You at that point, I think you were actually leaving the club, and then Craig left, and Johnny Harvey came in as manager, and very, very quickly, you were appointed as assistant manager. But what did it feel like for you that sort of turnaround at that point, going from leaving to a management role? Well, that was like you know, dream come true. You know, it's one minute you're saying, well, what happened in the cup final just kind of made my mind up. And I was thinking, right, well, I'm leaving now. You know, um, that was it. I was I was done. And um, yeah, so I kind of made my mind up. And, you know, um, I can't remember how long after it was, but I hadn't signed anything that hadn't in or, or with Johnny or anything. We're just obviously... It was now set in stone. You know, I was going there, and and that was that was the situation. So I don't think we were now in any rush. And then, and then I got, and then Johnny phoned me saying um, that that um, we got. I don't know if he had left or or fell out with someone. I can't remember exactly how it panned out, right. but which was a shock to me because obviously we just you know just won the cup. So I don't know what had gone on, what had gone on in the background, but um, that's that's what happened. And I was I was back at the club, which was which was brilliant. Or uh, not back at the club. I hadn't left the club, but the only downside for me was it probably would have been a for me to go into a management role, or system management role, or coaching role, whatever it was. It probably would have been good to go to a new club to do that because yeah. I had been the laugher and the joker in the changing room three weeks before, and then you're coming in as assistant manager saying, "Right, lads, what's you know, your so." It was really, really difficult, and I found it. I found it difficult. I was. I remember having a meeting with, with Johnny and, and Keith Wright and and Davy Lee's and and saying, "Look, I find myself a wee bit in no man's land here because I'm still playing. I'm still a player. I was only thirty, yeah. and but I'm also helping pick the team and you know helping do the training and having my opinion on players that are my teammates. And it was just a really, really strange role, and I've never. I'm not a big fan of player managers or or player assistant managers. Or, I just I just don't think it works. I think in an ideal world that would be a great thing and it, it would it would work. But in the real world, I don't think it does. I think you have to be one or the other, and um, and that's where I found myself. And and um, I, and it was just it was just really difficult. And then obviously playing as well. You know, I felt that we were. Johnny wanted us to play in a way that was totally beneficial to the team, and the team went on. And team, you know, we, we were we, we played some great football, but 
probably didn't suit my game as much because wanted more of the fullbacks overlapping and getting crosses in and stuff. And I was kind of my role, you know. I was I was a wide player and mm. got on the ball and got wide and got crosses in. And so I don't think there was really a place for me um, in that kind of setup you know, the way Johnny wanted to play. And and um, so we kind of found ourselves where I wanted to play, but Johnny wanted me more sort of as assistant manager. And because I was still thirty, I felt I still had lots to give. So that's where it kind of broke down a little bit, and I was saying, "Look, I'm just I'm just going to concentrate on the playing side, and then, like anything, it's uh, it causes its own issues, doesn't it?" So, right, that was that was that, and it, um, it eventually came ahead, and, uh, and manager wins in that situation. There was another milestone or two for you that year. You in January, you hit 300 games for us, another assist that day as well. But your final goal for us came against, ironically enough, your former club, Newton Grange. Do you remember that goal at all? Um, yes, I'm sure. I think it might have been Summy or someone Someone went for the ball and it kind of came through a, a ruckus of players and I was lucky enough at the back post where every good wide player should be when the ball's on the other <laughs> side of the pitch. So I was at, I was at the back post and it was a tap-in. So it was... Um, it was I remember it. It was, uh, and it was against Newton Grange, which was, which was, uh, it was, it was good to get. I got a few pelters for the, the, the Newton Grange fans over the years. Uh, the gay boy and the wolf whistles and all that happened. So that was, uh, it's always, it was always good to score a goal or two against them just to, just to wind them up. And then your final appearance came for us on the 28th of April, 2017, away to Hilly Beef in a 2-0 victory and. Shortly after that, you announced your retirement from playing. But just how hard was it at that time to sort of leave the club and at that point put your career end up? Yeah, it was. It was. It was obviously really difficult, um, and it was because I was leaving, and deep down I probably didn't want to leave. It was, uh, but obviously we wanted, you know, what was going on and and uh, the whole assistant manager thing and going back. It was never kind of going to be the same and. And Johnny wanted to obviously have his own team, you know. He didn't want to have sort of guys that had been there in the past. You know, I think I think that was it was, uh, and that's rightly so, you know. And, and and he was right in doing that because obviously the club went on to play really good football and they done really well. And, and and I'm all for that. So that was uh, that was that was fine. It was just it would have been nicer if it, if you know if I had I sort of played it out and you left sort of under a ray of sunshine, as they say, rather than a rather than a storm cloud. But yeah, you can't have everything. So it was um, that's 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 the way it was. And, and at that moment in time, my, my dad was going through a, a bad stage. Um, he was in hospital for a long time, and um, he was on death's door at one point. So that didn't help the situation. Uh, we obviously, I was, I was, I was of uh, my short fuse was, was shorter than it normally is. So, um, so that that was that was a recipe for disaster. So it was good that I just kind of we we sort of say their goodbyes, but. Um, in an ideal world, it would have been done a lot, a lot better. And and um, and when I wanted to leave, rather than kind of feeling that, well, I may as well leave now, sort of thing. So, but aye, no regrets. And then after your departure, having retired, you didn't stay away for long, and having been sort of a one club man for eleven seasons, you then went on to have short spells at Trinent, Musselburgh, Whitehill, and Dalkeith, and what was it sort of like? What kept drawing you back in? Uh, I had 
probably Neil Jancic was a big part of that. He went to Trinent and then he was um he would he would do he would always be sort of texting, oh do you want to come down to training and blah 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 and like anything when you first start playing. I was thinking oh, I'll go I'll go down, I'll do you know, still be a bit of training, I'll see what it is and you think everything will be fine and and, and I went and and like I said, Trinette was Trinette's another another brilliant club, fantastic, uh, fantastic club, and the guys that are there behind the scenes, um, again, you know, brilliant, and 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 I enjoyed it there. But again, the the, the thing I had with with Trinette, with Musselburgh, and with Dalkeith was they just won the you know they won the penny cook. It was like you're comparing. You know, it's like you, it's like you're comparing everything to your ex-girlfriend sort of thing. You know, you're, you're uh, nothing's quite nothing's quite the same. You know, you're it's, oh, I've never really done that. Penny cooking, at Penny Cook used to do this way, and you know, uh, it just it just wasn't the same. And and I didn't I didn't love the clubs, so I was there because I was there. You know, it was go to the gym or go you know go down and and, and train for a couple of hours and play on a Saturday. But you know, when we got beat at Penny Cook. As my wife will, will tell you, um, as I was, you know, I was in a stinker. You know, I'd come and that was it. We were going out, but we weren't going out anymore. Or you know, my face was tripping me, or on a mood, or I pick a fight about something. You know, you come in and what, you know, what's all the dishes there? I'm just, just angry at things. But and I knew that when I, you know, if I came in, there was a Musselboro or Dalkeith or Trinette or whoever. It could have been anyone. Um, I wouldn't really give a shit, really. You know, it was just that's just the way it was, and that was that's my honest that's my honest answer, and um, and that's when I knew, um, you know, it's, I'm 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 not enjoy, you know I'm not enjoying doing that. I'm not yeah. I don't particularly want to be there. I'm I'm there just because my my brain's telling me that I I, I go to football on a Tuesday and a Thursday and I play on a Saturday, but so eventually I was you know I'd go and I'd be like, oh, this is for me away again, and then I'd, I'd get sort of drawn back in a wee bit, and then. And yeah, so that's that's kind of that's kind of how it panned out over over that sort of eighteen month spell or whatever whatever it was. So sort of looking back at your overall time at Pennycook, what was the best goal you scored for the club? Um, I think the best goal it, it might have been the Pollock one, or. Um, I don't know if you remember, there was one, it was before you were doing the media stuff, I think Jim Dick was doing it early, I think it might be my first season or whatever, I think we were playing one of the Dundee teams, North End or Violet, and I, and I hit one with my left foot and it, was, it, it must have just you know, hit a sweet spot or something, it went right in the top corner, but I remember that one sticks in my mind, but probably the, probably the Pollock one, I would, I would think. Do you agree with that? And what... I I agree with that, though I still think you should have hit it first time, or so I was told at the time. Was it? Was that you? It was shooting first time, or I, I thought. No, it was, that, uh, that was it was a it was a fan beside me. Uh, uh, it was a. Uh, uh, no, it was uh, it was a good goal. I, I, I enjoyed that goal. Obviously, my goal that meant the most was the was was the league winning goal, but but that was probably probably. I think you've got to take the occasion into consideration as well. You know, you could score a good goal against you know whoever. Arniston or something, but it's, so it's it's not going to it's not got the same same meaning as a as a Scottish Cup replay, you know, against the against the Weegees at, uh, at home. So so uh, sorry, that's that's probably my best goal, I think. And what was your highlight of your eleven years at Pennycook? 
Um, I probably winning the league, um, and obviously that day and scoring the goal and and what it meant to what it meant to everyone everyone around me and, uh, and the club in general. And um, I that was that was a that was a big thing for me, and that's something that when I look back at any cook or any games or whatever, that's probably the first thing that pops into my mind. It's just that that day, and um, I that's I would say I'd say that's that's the highlight for me. I think. And what's your thoughts on sort of where the club is now? The club is the club's in a, obviously a fantastic position just now. And and I think it's in a position where I always knew it could be, and where I, I you know envisaged I envisaged envisaged it being um, when I joined the club. You know, when you seen the sort of the, the fans and and how the club were and how it was run behind the scenes and the stuff that that we've that we've got that that other clubs have not got. I thought it was kind of like a like a sort of sleeping giant in the, in the sort of junior game. Um, it just kind of needed woken up a little bit, and and I so I'm glad we managed to do that, and and obviously now with the likes of you know your your Stenish Muirs and Partick Thistles and and all that, and if it keeps going the way it's going, then I think you know there's no reason why we can't go and have the ambitions to be like a football league club, you know, and go go up the you know why not. I think maybe maybe a bit of investments maybe needed, you know, to get us to that next level, possible. Um, but there's no uh, there's no reason there's no reason why not. But the the appointments have been good as well, you know, since since getting into the Super League and everyone's played their part. Obviously, uh, Johnny and and Kev and, and Tony and, and all the guys, you know, they've they've all they've all progressed the club in a in a brilliant way. Yeah. Nobody's everyone's kind of continued that ethos and. And playing the same way and, and attracting those the, those like-minded players and whatever, so um, that's that's massively important. So the committee, I've got to take obviously massive credit for that as well, because you could go all the hard work can be thrown to the window with with, with uh, you know a wrong appointment or someone sort of going back going back the way. And um, so so I think the whole club as a whole is um, it's, it's, it's a credit to to everyone involved. You mentioned investment. Uh, can we be hitting up RG Security and maybe just even sponsor, <laughs> even even sponsor the the media scaffolding? Oh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe in a few years' time. Uh, I'm still, uh, I'm still, I'm still trying to get there with my the, the business. But uh, uh, there could be that would that would be a dream. That would be brilliant, you know. Um, that would I'd have to be the manager though, do you? You know that. Eh? <laughs> and you could be my assistant if you want, and we'll uh, we'll. Uh, and I'd have to play right midfield as well, you know, take the penalties and stuff. But apart from that, would be well, I'm, I'm I'm well up for a bit of investment. But uh, no, we'll no, we'll, we'll discuss pages. <laughs> no, no seriousness, that would be that would be a dream of mine. If I could do that one day, that would be great. Um, but if not, I'm sure, like I'm sure, I'm sure that you know that would come anyway if if, if the club really wanted it. Um, from from others or, or whatever, I think it's the club is is at a stage and and that's um, it's it's really it's got potential to to go go to that next level and and I think obviously with the with the media stuff that you provide as well, um, you know, both companies, advertisements, all that stuff, you know, should should jump on it um, because it's definitely 
you know, if you ask any, any any fan anywhere in the in the sort of lower leagues of Scottish football, I'm sure we would be the best, if not if not one of the one of the top. Probably even in the you know even the, even the top you know the the teams in the, the Premier Leagues you know I don't see anyone doing as much media stuff as, as Benny could doing and have all the different stuff that that, that we have so um, so yeah so it's great and I'm sure I'm sure that investment will come. So on that I'll uh, I'll let you go and thanks for coming on the podcast and I think you were our most requested guest so I'll have to start chasing up other people now. <laughs> no worries, no. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Appreciate that, Diggs. Thank you very much. Cheers, and mate. We'll... See you later. Cheers. See you.